You have found the Redhead Family Therapy Guy and a Mike podcast, looking at mental health through a pop culture lens. All right, we're back for another one. The Redhead Family Therapy Guy and a Mike. And we're podcasting. We're, we uh, we're having good discussions. I can't tell you how excited I am to talk about Tremors. Dude, I was blown away. Like I had maybe seen it again, like our kids had watched it. So I think I must have watched it with them. Have you seen but it I, growing up? Or, I or did. Was, yeah, oh, 100%. Okay. Yeah, as a kid, I saw it. I remember really liking it and being like, it was like squishy and gross, but awesome too at the same time. Um, but before we get deep into sure. talking about the film, mm-hmm. I have to ask you Uh-oh. how many... Uh, what is the proper terminology? How many degrees it is from you to Kevin Bacon? Oh, how many, degrees? <laughs> how many degrees? Because it's, sure it's four for me. I have okay, four How degrees. would I do it? Help, help me. Because I... You, well, you have, have you met anybody famous? Because um, you know everybody is within six degrees of Kevin Bacon. Yeah. And yeah. so I'm full. I met somebody I remember famous, doing it as a so. kid. And thinking it was, yeah, it wasn't very many degrees. Um, so my well, you uncle Mark met, you have, oh, has you worked a, on many, many movies for Universal. Oh, right. I, I'm that. sure, I'm sure it's, I mean, I would think my uncle Mark, and then he, if he hasn't met Kevin Bacon, then I'm sure he's worked with you someone. Pick, you gotta who be has. No, so I don't. I don't specific. know. You have to pick somebody specific. How about this? We know that your cousin met met um, Legolas, right? Didn't she tell us the story about how she met Legolas? She has met. Yeah, she's met all. She, of is that who the, she told me? Because she's, she's met she's all of island. the pirates actors. All right. So let's. What's Legolas's name? Orlando Bloom. Orlando Bloom. Yes. So you've got a connection to her and she does to him. So let's see. All right, dude. One, let's see. Um, I'm sure Orlando four. Bloom was in Pirates of the Caribbean with Dominic Scott K, who was in Loverboy with Kevin Bacon. So you have four connections to Kevin Bacon. Yeah. If not. So then what would it be if my uncle has worked on a movie with him? Oh, well, then it would be direct. It would be one. So then one I'll go with four, but I could ask my cousin Heidi. <laughs> she's coming soon to if she's visit. With him. But if yeah, I remember doing it as a kid and I can't remember. <laughs> I remember it wasn't very many, but I who hasn't done that at some especially our age, right? <laughs> that was really the, the Oracle. Thing. The website's <laughs> called the Oracle of Bacon. Oh, is there a website? Yeah, that's how I'm doing it. I'm that's doing cool. Website. Yeah, yeah, when I was a kid, there was no website. And uh, <laughs> well, and it's based it's based on a theory that everybody is within six degrees of everyone. Like that's the theory. That's cool. for whatever reason it became organized around Kevin Bacon. So I'm Six glad to hear the degrees that you're only... of John. Let's see. How many degrees am I from John? I think one. You have a pretty, <laughs> you have a pretty close degree of connection. I uh so, so this is random. I was just thinking about this the other day. Um I remember as a kid, right? There, so there wasn't internet. I'm sure well, I think internet was in the eighties and nineties, right? But I, I didn't know about internet. It didn't really become a thing till like yeah late 90s, late, late, late. And 90s. I remember the first time we got internet, uh, it was dial up, right? And so you had yeah. to 
ping, yeah. ping, ping. <laughs> and so you, and no one could be using the phone right otherwise they yeah. kick you off the internet yeah. unless you had <laughs> yeah. unless you're like a, a well-off family and you had, you had two, two phone lines. lines yeah we had two phone lines. we, had two. we weren't I think well off we did we at one point for my, a short period of time my brother and i had our own phone line upstairs oh you guys are fancy and so we, do <laughs> we did at one point i can't remember why my mom ran a business out of her house too she was a did a home daycare so maybe that's why we had it um but i remember the first time we got it and it was what was it like 64 kilobyte per second? I think was like a fast <laughs> dial up connection. You'd like, uh, I remember being at college and downloading like a picture of a combustion engine, like, a, oh, and like it a just would engine. like slowly, a, like, it took, well, it took like an hour. And then it was this like really basic <laughs> gif of like an explosion and the piston going like, yep. Water. And we remember like you, you just watch the screen, it like slowly from the top down, just inch or oh, not yeah, even yeah. inch but like, like centimeter like a by pixel centimeter. line like a pixel <laughs> line at a time like an old yeah like, printer you know the old printers that'd be like bright, bright. <laughs> <laughs> watching these old movies kind of make me think about these things but i i was thinking about this the other day just because we uh we had uh we had like a promotional price with we have fiber optic internet through at&t and the year came up and so my wife called and they're like, oh yeah, for 20 bucks more a month, you can go up to a, gil uh, a gigabyte per second download. That sounds fast. And I'm just thinking, <laughs> well, you know, like <laughs> I remember the first high speed internet I had was a megabyte per second download speed. And then we had three megabytes per second. I don't think I've ever paid attention to like. And, and now, you know, our last one was 300 megabytes per second, which I thought was incredibly fast. And now they're like, oh yeah, for 20 bucks more a month, you can have HBO Max for free and we'll up it to a thousand megabytes per second. And I'm just like, whoa. What and I just I, think I'm about that, like, like mind blown. Like, what do you need it for? <laughs> I guess if you're a gamer and you want to make sure you're killing first, then your dial-up speed. Or it your definitely is download speed would be. faster. I think I guess if you had a big family where everyone's on all the yeah, time, I like five that probably helps. People. Yeah. But for 20 bucks, I was like, eh. I mean, HBO Max is 15 a month all by itself. So for think, five bucks a month, I could up it. I think <laughs> 700 when we, megabytes. I think when we game together, I feel like you were a little bit quicker because you're, you've got the newer Xbox. I felt like, yeah, yours, I've, yours the Xbox like is a little probably why it's faster. I don't know that that was internet, the dial up or whatever. Or the, okay. Yeah. The dial up. <laughs> we'll but anyways, I'm sorry. That was off topic. I just, uh, it, it cracks me up sometimes when I, when I do things that I think back as a kid and I'm like, Oh man, when I was a teenager and I had dial up, I thought it felt so <laughs> awesome, but it was so Dude, emails. Slow. Emails were like, were such a big deal. Oh yeah. I remember the, the, uh, um, the you've got mail. Uh, who was that? You've got mail. Yeah. It was AOL. AOL. Thank you. I was you've like, AT&T stuck in my mind. I was like, it's another A. What Dude, was it? Yeah, AOL. that's a company. And you used like, to get the discs in the mail. Do you remember those? Yeah, for the updates. You get for whatever. the 500 minutes free or whatever, or thousand yeah. minutes, you get the discs yeah. all the time. <laughs> Dude, AOL like was one of those companies that like blew up and then disappeared. I think it's still around. I feel like I've seen an AOL email. My grandpa yeah, I think was still the emails still exist, rocking. but I think it's probably bought over by someone and they just retained yeah. the domain or something. Sure. 
So I wanted to comment since I, I meant I meant to comment on this uh, before we move on from the six degrees. Just so uh-huh. you know, it's just so people know. I thought it was kind of fun. Kevin Bacon has actually turned the six degrees of Kevin Bacon into a nonprofit. So, oh really? If you're into that kind of thing, what does it support? Uh, yeah, I was trying to like it's a, a Kevin Bacon turned the six degrees game connection to him to other ho- and ho- other Hollywood actors to a nonprofit aimed at using everyday activities to connect people and causes. So I guess it connects people and causes. I guess cool. Okay. Looking to find. So it's I like a dig into it. But, a volunteer connection. Yeah, it looks like kind of like our church. What is our church one called? Uh Oh, yeah. Oh, that's not good. I should you? know. We work for the welfare department. We should, we should know, know this. I think I've got the app. I think I've got the app. Let me see. <laughs> that is not uh, good. Just serve. Just, just serve. serve. Yeah. It's like, it, it sounds like it's like that. Like the just yeah, serve it website. It does. Yeah. It's cool. A, yeah. So, and it's sixdegrees.org. If anybody's interested, I will shout out <laughs> to, uh, I thought it was cool that he had a nonprofit. Um, but yeah, dude, Tremors. What an incredible movie. I mean, seriously, man. It is good. It is so oh, good. One so of the fun. things I noticed, the thing that jumped out to me, because <clears throat> I remembered the movie, and now I'm more of a movie person and pay attention to movies and notice things. There is everything. It is like an economy of images and words and everything. Like, like even the opening scene, like I realized the opening scene where he's like peeing off the cliff. I'm like, oh, they're showing you like one of the, one of the ways that they can kill or the final way that they kill the last tremor beast what do they call them graboid graboids that's it and, and so everything shriekers later on in the series but anyways oh, i didn't yeah i didn't i didn't, I didn't get seven past, tremors movie. i didn't get past the first one man i didn't get past the first one uh, literally uh, I, up, did. I feel like my family was kind of that way where we would watch these kind of what you might consider like a cult classic. And then if they ever uh-huh. had sequels that were horrible, we would just watch them all, all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but like, there was so many foreshadowing. So there was that foreshadowing. There was like the Coke machine foreshadowing. There was the truck moving. So you mean the opening scene was the opening foreshadowing just because they run to the cliff to kill the last one. Yeah. Like again. they set, they saying? set everything up. Like everything in the movie is set up. You know what I mean? And other movies do this all the time too, but I guess because I'm more movie aware, like it jumped out at me and it, and the thing was like, sometimes other movies, it'll just be like, it'll randomly show you like a hammer sitting in a garage, you know, but this one, like everything had a purpose to show you the foreshadowing. It wasn't just like, Oh, we have to show you that there's a tractor because we're going to use it later to get them out of paradise or whatever it is. You know what I mean? But like this movie did it, efficiently and meaningfully like purposefully you know what i mean yeah i think foreshadowing for me is like subliminal because i don't recognize foreshadowing very well at all in movies Mm. but then i'll piece together oh like this is going to happen this happened for example with uh uh with the new obi-wan show where i was like oh okay the inquisitor chick is is probably from uh from like one of the Padawans from the Jedi temple. And I was telling one of my friends, this, I was telling Brad, this, who we've interviewed before. And yeah. Brad, Brad was kind of like, uh-huh. Yeah. Like, have you watched the first 
opening scene of the show and i was like what do you mean and i go and watch it and it's like it's foreshadowing it's the little girl in the jedi temple who obviously is probably this this inquisitor grown up and i'm just like oh i thought i was smart but no (laughs) it was already there i just so that's how my brain works i'll lean over to nicola (laughs) i'll lean over to nicola in the movies and be like we'll be watching i'm like he's gonna die by the shotgun and she's like what and then it'll happen she hates it when I do it. I'm like, oh, this is going to happen because like yeah, they always brain, show you. I would they be have the to... what in that scenario. I'd yeah. be like, what? <laughs> but the thing that the thing that was cool to me, though, is that it wasn't random. Like like it was because it, sometimes movies do it and it's so obvious that they're just showing you something because it's going to play later. It's like, I guess it's a movie thing. I don't know. I don't know like movie theology. So I don't know like what the rules are, but, sure. but I, but as a, a viewer of movies, like I've picked up on, they do that. But the thing that I was impressed with with tremors is that it was like all purposeful. Like it wasn't like the scene of them going to push trash around, like had meaning and purpose in sure. them moving forward. It wasn't just like, Oh, we got to do this trash scene because you know, we're going to use this bulldozer to get them out of paradise later. Yeah, it was part of the story. Yes, exactly. And so I just thought it was really cool that they did all this foreshadowing, but that it all really had meaning. Yeah, so it's kind of like they're using the character building part of the movie to foreshadow yes economically the, the and purposefully yeah, yeah. i so yeah that's seamless. true that's it's true seamless about it. and it's and it's good you know the other cool thing that i found as i was doing like some you know digging around about tremors which i think is hilarious the the premise of this movie and i and i don't remember who the writer was or if it was the same i think it was the same writer that was the director so this is hilarious dude the whole premise of this movie essentially came out of like the lava game because they were like hey, what if a that person makes sense <laughs> was stuck on a rock and they couldn't get off of it right like that's the whole premise like so that that first major scene where um kevin bacon and his buddy um are stuck on the rock earl. with the with earl yeah with um valentine and earl <laughs> Valentine Earl. I don't remember the scientist I love, name though. <laughs> I love I love the rock, paper, scissor, scissor game. Oh, it's constant. And I thought and then I love I, at the end when they're they're rock paper. So all the time they're rock, paper, scissoring to get out of something. And uh-huh. then at the end, they're rock, paper, scissoring to do the thing. Right. right? Like the they hero. always, yeah, to, they always want to to get out. And then finally at the end, you see that. Well, Kevin Bacon flips it, right? He flips it, right? Yeah. He's all like, yeah. Well, they, like, both right, they both want to go. They both want to be the hero. Right. I think that's both, really cool. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, it's a huge <laughs> arc. It's a huge arc in theirs. But but yeah, I, so so the whole premise of the movie was the, the like essentially the lava game, which I think is great because like yeah, we all relate a, to that. And that's so funny. I never thought of it that way. But as a kid, for whatever reason, I always loved that rock scene where where they're basically um pole vaulting from rock to rock for whatever reason i always thought that was so cool and i remember as a kid like i would always go and get a stick and try to do it and it's a lot harder to do it's so yeah i thought that too as i was watching i was like (laughs) i was like okay first of all that monster could totally like you know gush up the ground and then i was like but and second i'm like that is a lot harder i bet than it looks (laughs) you know well i I was, you know, I was thinking, especially so as a kid, and maybe this, we could do this one too, if we want, there's a new one. So I don't know, if we'd want to do the original, but as a kid, 
I remember watching Dune, right? So Dune mm-hmm. was like early oh, 80s. And, and I remember watching Tremors later and thinking, wow, this is like, like a spoof on, on like, <laughs> yeah, like the worms. How cool would that worms be? in Dune? How uh, cool? Would, but the lava thing makes more sense. Yeah. Yeah. How cool? Would, uh, that's true. How cool would it be though, to be a real, do like a real stripped down version of, of, of Dune. I wonder if anybody's ever tried that, like a really stripped down, you know, oh, I bet stories. you could find something on YouTube. That, probably. That, well, but I wonder if there's a movie out there that stripped down the plot for Dune and like made it about a town or something, or I don't, or, well, I mean, I, you know, I interstellar, I know, maybe, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, I, I love, yeah, but that's all. It always, whenever I watch tremors, I think the sandworms in Dune. Um, what's the name of the planet? Uh, starts with an A, I think. I can't think of the name. Uh, of the something planet. rack, Adirac. Oh yeah, that? yeah. Oh, shoot, Aztec. I don't know why my brain can't think of it. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. But anyways, I always think of those. I'm like, oh, they're graboids on Dune. <laughs> Except for they don't huge, have things, Dune ones they don't huge, have things that shoot out of their throat and grab you. Yeah, they don't. They don't. Tentacles. They look more like, uh, like, uh, oh, what's the the Sarlacc pit? Right? They look more like a Sarlacc pit from uh, from uh, uh, episode six. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, so uh, I, I thought it was fantastic that the whole premise of the movie was love game. I thought it was like so good, so good, and and it's true. Like you've got you've got another. Oh yeah, like, even they, when they're on the on the um houses right and on the the store mm-hmm. you get that impression oh it's like how do we get from right, point get a from to point b to without making you know without making noise but really without touching the ground right <laughs> well and the cool thing too is like um i i love you know the the thing that's so good about this I, well one of the things that jumped out about this movie too is like they jump right in to the story. Like, you know, there yeah, isn't a lot of, there isn't like a lot of other movies, you'll get a lot of, you know, they'll take time, which is appropriate to like introduce everybody and get you acquainted to the ensemble. But in this show, it, it like the, the, the beasts start eating people right away. I mean, I think the, the, um, I'm trying to think of like who died first. Was it that? I mean, well, there's the one guy that's like up in the tower. Yeah, he was the first one that we know of. The old guy with the Winchester shotgun yeah, where or he rifle just like, with the rifle. Where he like died of dehydration because he was yeah. to come down. And then I think it was the road workers and then maybe the doctor. No, it, it was no, no, it was the it was Fred and his sheep first because that's the head that they find oh yeah the guy that's right. I forgot and about that. Then one. the workers and then cattle are missing. And then the couple, and then another worker, and that's when the road gets like crushed out because they go there. Yeah, that's when they get the tongue thing, yeah. like one of the worst yes. things yeah, attached gets around to his axle. The, yeah, which I thought it was hilarious that that actor, um, Victor Wong, was in this. Like after we just yeah. saw Big Trouble in Little China, his his death might have been. It was one of the more gruesome ones. Yeah, he actually. You store. see him get like eaten. yeah, like. Yeah. Where most of the other stuff is kind of hidden, right? It's you off know? camera a little yeah. bit. Yeah, but this one, you you see him like he is. <laughs> like, yeah, he did a great job. I remember like watching the scene. I'm like, he's really doing that well. Like he's really, he's like inside the mouth of the thing. Uh huh. I love the old. I love the old. Um. Uh, crap! I lost my train of thought. Why I was saying that? I love the old. 
Oh, just the old special effects. I remember just really enjoying. Like, I the I love it too. I animatronics love and like the puppetiness of it. I thought well, it was just, just kind cool. of the the little things. Like I love the names. I love the Grabbing. the interaction. You know, like the their their friends. Kind of, you know, it's the the paper rock scissors. I love the interactions between the characters, and then I love just the setting. It really mm. reminds oh, so me good of of growing up and i think it's because you know my cousins lived up in big bear uh mm-hmm. well down sugarloaf and it just there was like nothing out there like you talk about small towns and there's real and so i think it, and, and it's deserty up there so it really reminds me of being being a kid again yeah. and then i love how they come back to the the general store to make a call it, because the only phone is this is that the phone. general <laughs> yeah. and it doesn't work right, right? <laughs> i'm just great. thinking well, no one has a phone but it's a town of 14 yeah, people, the, right? yeah it's like you're a paradise <laughs> i love that that's paradise and that i love that it's like you know it's 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 in this valley and it's closed off from the world and i love that you learn that from like the preppers they're like you know yeah. this is this is why we chose this place is because it had like superior like protection or whatever the thing that's cool about the ensemble of the cast or the town or whatever too is that like it really holds up well right like this movie's you know a couple decades old or 30 years old or something like that and it holds up well because like every one of those people in the sh- in the show are like people you know in small towns you know what sure. i mean like you've got this like you know foreign store owner you've got like the prepper like anti government people you've got like the old couple that's like building their dream home or whatever you got the annoying kid kind of touches yeah like on archetypes that you yeah right like it's just like it's like people you know in a small town and and they're and there's a goodness about them all too you know a cooperation um in in uh in well coming together in the face of adversity Mm -hmm. right which is always a a really cool uh uh sentiment like in movies i always like when that happens yeah well and there's just an interdependence in their own community right like if they're like the 20 people in paradise then you know they're kind of beholden to each other you know and valentine and what did you say valentine and earl Earl, you know are like the handyman do everything guys well it's so funny like they just it starts with them just wanting out right Mm -hmm. they're just they're doing these hard jobs and i remember turning to heather when i watched it this last time especially in the beginning when they're like oh and they're doing the fence right they're uh-huh. building this fence. I remember turning to Heather and I'm like, man, they want out. I want that. Like, I want to do that. <laughs> just want to go do, I just want to be just out go do a fence in the country. In yeah. The, in the blistering <laughs> <Doing> heat. <laughs> where well, no I love water. the heat. I love, I'm not, oh, that's in right. Vegas, so I, I love you the love heat, the heat. Right. but just, to, it was beautiful. Like that's beautiful yeah. just to be out there. Well, and, and that was another aspect. Air. That's another aspect of the movie that they do such a great job. I mean, the setting and set of the movie is just great. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the long shots, the wide shots. I mean, even the wide shot of like the cliff when he's like peeing or whatever. And, you know, they do a great job with the cinematography of, of well, it, it's romanticizing the, the location. It, it's know? supposed to be paradise nevada right and i'm like and in in these scenes i'm like oh okay i could see maybe northern nevada yeah sure like there's some greenery like high desert 
and and we, uh, we looked it up and it's filmed in California, which makes sense because there there are some similar areas. Um, but but I was like, I don't I don't see that at I've not been to any part of Nevada where I've seen that. Um, at least that kind of type of landscape. And I've not been all over. I mean, Nevada is a big state, but, but uh, I, I just kept thinking, man, I would love that, but they want out, right. Mm-hmm. They want out and the jobs they're doing. I'm just thinking, I don't mind doing labor. Yeah. They were just tired of that grind. Right. Mm-hmm. I love that too. There's a <laughs> Valentine has this total, like uh uh, like Uncle Rico quality around, you know, like the women size yeah. idea of women, yeah. <laughs> like this real <laughs> detached, unrealistic. I love that, like the scene where it's very much towards the end where he like gets in the truck and he like grabs he all the photos up. and yeah. like throws them like, or squishes <laughs> them up and yeah, yeah whatever. Them. You know, is is that is her? Is she Finn? Is that the is that the um scientist? Is that Finn? Her name. Is that like, what you're asking? Oh, as no, sorry. Is it Rhonda? Is that her name in the movie? Rhonda? I can't remember what I'm her looking name at the is. picture. I'm like, but it does not look like her, but I think it is. So Finn Carter is the actor. Okay. Actress and Rhonda LeBeck, you know, is the scientist or whatever in the show, which, you know, is the love interest for Valentine. But the other thing that's fantastic is the, of course, the camaraderie and friendship between Valentine and Earl, you know, and their stuckness. It's also funny too. Did you catch this? That the annoying kid Melvin, like we have no idea who his parents are or his family. I like know. You make assumptions. You make assumptions. You don't, I don't think he that has he's anyone. with the preppers, but he's, he's no. just an annoying kid in the town. <laughs> yeah, Isn't like that at, great. Like it's you like kind of think, we, oh, maybe that's his sister on the pogo stick. Right, I did. And, too. Which the girl on the pogo stick is the Jurassic Park girl. Yeah, it is. Yeah, she. I which I she, thought, oh, that's good prep for Jurassic Park, right? I know, right? Yeah, we need to do Jurassic. <laughs> Mark. I thought the same thing too. I'm like, holy crap! They did a close up, and I'm like, well, she's just all about the scary running girl. She is. That's she what totally I totally mean. must like, have. That was a good. Part. Yeah, that was she, a good. She must have totally got the Jurassic part. Park. <laughs> yeah, she must have totally got the part because they're like, she was great in Tremors. You know what I mean? As the scared girl. Yeah, I assumed that he was the family of of Mindy and I think Nancy, but but we don't know that for sure. I, I was trying to remember when he's mocking. Um, valentine and earl on the porch when they're emptying the pooper was that was that nancy and mindy's porch no no it wasn't and it wasn't i thought maybe it could be the guy that lives in, that was standing on the trailer oh, i like think he's nephew or something maybe? did he live in that trailer or was he just on that trailer because it could maybe that's oh. where the relation is i don't remember that oh and that he was in town but it's kind of great that they didn't care to tell you or like no make it, yeah like you make don't it, know he's like just the you annoying see, kid in you, town. you see what you assume to be his home when they're cleaning out his septic tank yeah yeah but yeah. But yeah, I don't and think I didn't we... I didn't bother to go back and watch that scene because I feel like there was somebody else on that porch or you know, I didn't know if they had shown that location again in the town and, and created. Yeah, I don't think I saw anyone else on the porch besides him. <clears throat> and I don't I really don't think that house looked the same as the house that the mom and girl no, ran to. No, 
no, I don't think so either. So I, th- I, but I just again think it's fantastic. There's this archetype of a, yeah. of a character that just like no, they don't care. They're not trying to make yeah, him fit. Just, I love that the writer's just like, a character, matter. right? Just yeah, it's just the person. pain in the butt. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> yeah, bugging everyone and causing yeah, havoc. Annoying everyone. That just is there in this for- population of fourteen. I mean, there's there's almost fourteen people in the movie, so I don't know who he would be related to. Like, there's there's no one else. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I He's just no a idea. drifter. <laughs> He's just a drifter, annoying kid in paradise. I really thought it was interesting with this movie how, you know, they they have this um, right with the two main characters dissatisfaction mm-hmm. with life, and they they want more, and they're kind of geared towards this like, well, how can we make money? Right? It's always about oh, we sold it for we sold the the worm thing for fifteen bucks, and now. Walter's like way, <laughs> yeah is making you know Walter you're right yeah Walter's making three dollars a a picture a picture and then and then <laughs> the they're Polaroids. like oh how much do you think we could get off a big huge one or you know or <laughs> you know they're always talking about and I think about that in life oftentimes how you know we always kind of think oh I I I you know this would be better or that would be better and the movie kind of makes a point of not allowing them to escape this right it keeps them there like that's where they belong yeah and i i kind of had this thought of while they're complaining i was sitting here thinking wow that would be awesome to have a job where you just get to work out in this beautiful country and and you you don't have to worry about anything besides just getting the job done like that Mm -hmm. seems cool to me i don't i don't know how i do in that small of a town like yeah, like 15 people. <laughs> yeah like what if you want to go see a movie I, like what yeah. do you do right <laughs> yeah, yeah. it was a little but it, i find it really interesting you know they they have this desire to escape desire to have more um and and yet this town i feel like fulfills that for them yeah right it it enables them to to really become the you know connected with these townspeople and become the heroes and and really get fulfillment out of it when when from the beginning it was it was only like torture to them and i think how many times in life are things torture that we try to escape when maybe if we would stick with it and work through it it could become a great growth and and um uh, really blessing in our life. Yeah. Well, I think it's also just that notion of, I mean, it's fine to dream big and want better things, but there's also a, a value and a wisdom of, you know, being grateful for where you are. You yeah. Know, there's because the grass is definitely greener on the other side. Sure. Like you can be like, I want to be over there. And there's benefits and blessings of being over there, but there's also a new set of problems, a new set yeah. of challenges. Well, it's and even that's, a and theme. That's, it's even a theme, you know, for like with women, right? You had mentioned Valentine had, you know, they kind of make this point of, oh, he likes the blonde haired you know, the perfect girl, girl. Right? and there's all these, yeah. and yet he has someone right in front of him and he can't even right. see. And I think that's kind of the idea is yeah. sometimes yeah. we're so absorbed with what we don't have or what we, we don't think, see. Yeah. What we or think what we, we don't think have. we want, you know, or, yeah, or perfect. what, what, what we, we idealize, we what we that idealize we, will make us exactly. happy. And we don't even see joy. what's right in front of us. Like, yeah. To me, that's the wisdom to work, right? that's, to be doing like the opening scene 
there's this beautiful landscape and it's like they don't even see it and then there's this woman that's right in front of him that's a smart educated beautiful woman and he doesn't even yeah. see it until yeah. you know until later yeah they grow so, but, and, and progress right? right exactly which is what's great which is why the movie is it which i mean that's this is the key thing of like why shows are awesome and what other people don't get in different shows you know and of what makes a show meaningful is to see the arc and the cultivation of of capability or the development of attitude or you know that that is what makes a story relatable and meaningful or even we take something away from a story metaphorically that is uh enjoyable you know and, well, and, and how, when a story lacks that or a movie or a show lacks that it's empty it's shallow it doesn't sure. mean anything you know what i mean well i think it's it's interesting because how quickly i forget that right and i go to oh I, I, you know, I want this or I want that. And I miss what's right in front of me. Like always striving to get the next thing yes. instead of enjoying what I have. And there's really right, that draw. Right. And I think, you know, I think it's tough because a lot of times we don't, I think really as, as people, we don't focus on our mental health on a daily basis, right? We don't do routine things. I think with mental health, it's very reactive instead of proactive where yeah. we wait until we're in crisis moment to where it's like, oh man, I'm seeking so much for what I don't have that I'm losing my family, right? Well, or I'm well, losing I my connections instead of focusing on what can I be doing to have good mental health daily, how can right. I be proactive? Right. Am I doing breathing exercises or mindfulness right. exercises right. or meditation right. which, on a daily basis? Which is really what, you know, is difficult, you know, because clients always come typically into to the counseling um, be, because of a particular crisis or problem. Sure. And so there's a lot of attention, you know, but what we're trying to do is generalize that to their lives for them to see these greater patterns or, um, when, yeah, or things once... that are going on, you know, and I think that, that that's the hard sell, or I feel like it's the hard sell of like, I'm trying to help people construct this notion of, of a, of a larger view where you all right, like, Hey, yeah. Like I know this doesn't solve this immediate problem in a dramatic way, but cultivating gratitude helps you feel more peace in life. Sure. And, you know, doing like two small things a day around self-care, you know, up your resilience and learning to confront these challenging emotional things and developing the capability of having, you know, thoughtful, uh, and, you know, uh, empathetic and considerate conversations with your spouse or your loved ones, cultivate understanding and connection, right? So we're trying to sell them on some of these, these, these wise, more low level, like not the big bang that fixes my problem, but we're trying to help them cultivate a more well-rounded aspect or approach to life. And it can be a really hard sell, right? Definitely. And I think that's, you're absolutely right. It, when, when people come in, it's all, all, almost all the time, it's, it's focusing on deescalating, right? So you right. deescalate, de get them stabilized. And then for me, and, and I'm sure for you, it's about teaching them, Hey, mm -hmm. let's develop a routine yeah. and, and then put that routine in place. And how often I have, have people that come back or clients that come back 
you know, a year later and they're like, oh, mm-hmm. and I, my first question is, okay, How are you doing what's your routine been like? Yeah. Have you been doing a breathing exercise every two hours or have you been doing a yeah. mindfulness? Have you been doing that routine? Right. No. And they're like, oh, I forgot, you <laughs> oh, know, I didn't keep doing it. And it's, it's really so interesting. hard. It's a, the breathing thing, Michael, is so hard, right? Because I've like, we talked about it in our first episode of how integral and important emotional mm-hmm. regulation and de-escalation is. And breathing is something we can all do, but it's like simpler than brushing your teeth. And really I breathing and meditation, those two are really it. the base of- I can't get people to yeah. do it. I can only get 30% and I'll even do, I'll try the paradoxical intervention. Like you're not going to do this. Like I try to do like the Freudian. Well, it's amazing opposite. because, you know, in this movie- they're chasing, right? They're chasing this dream. They're chasing, chasing, chasing. And they don't really find satisfaction until they're pulled into the present moment by the graboids, mm-hmm. right? They're forced by this, right. this danger the they love. into I love- the present moment. And that's yeah. like in life, it's like, it's like, how do we pull ourselves into the present moment yeah. without yeah. the danger, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love, I love how... Um, you know, much they care and how much they get, particularly Valentine, I think we see it with, you know, with each person that gets picked off in yeah. the town, he gets more fired up of like, we've got to do something. Yeah. Know? And even the foreshadowing of like, Valentine never has a plan. Like Fred's like, oh, I always have a plan. Uh-huh. He's like, you know, and he's like, wait, what day is it? Is it Wednesday? Yeah. <laughs> he's like, I'm planned out three days. It's Wednesday, right? Like, <laughs> I love that. But, um, but you know, uh, so, you know, you got Valentine who I love his, because it is, it's exactly what you said. They get pulled back, right? Because they've got this yeah. point where they've decided they're getting out of Dodge. But then as, as they see that there's something going on, it's like, wait, we, we can't leave. Like, you know, these are, this is our small little community yeah. and we need to do something. Well, you know? how, how characteristic of life, right? We, we, we tend like crisis is tends to open our eyes yeah, instead yeah. of just having a good mental health routine on a regular right. basis so that we can have our eyes open all the time. And that's the struggle, even for me, even for you, right? We all struggle with that, trying to have that good routine in place so that we can always be present and open to what's right in front of us. And I think that's a really cool part of this movie and in a lot of movies, right? Which is this idea that, Hey, we, we have a lot right in front of us. I, that's what I loved about Goonies, right? Kinda yes. The, this idea the treasure of, is oh, wow, there's this friendship. treasure right here. We don't need anything. Yeah. It's right you here, right? You don't need right? your riches. Or you can yeah. go get your riches and then, you know, you lose all your friends or yeah. you know, your relationships become complicated and compromised or... Yeah. Well, I mean, there, and don't get us wrong. There are certain situations. Yes. You should get out of. (laughs) Oh, of course. You should, you should get out. If you have real graboid right in front of you. Yes. Get out. What a great (laughs) metaphor though. You know, what a great metaphor that, that there could be something in your, in your life or your community that is grabbing you and consuming you and, uh, and trapping you. It's really interesting. I I feel like I I haven't quite worked it out, but I feel like this movie has tapped into a greater metaphor around, I mean, the fact that the town is called paradise and maybe it's what we're talking about that. Is it it paradise or perfection? 
Oh, you're right. Perfection. Thank you. For, yeah, that's right. Perfection. Which is it? Perfection. I, I, I think I it couldn't is. Remember. I think. Oh, it is. okay. Okay. But um, but it it relates to either word, right? But the the I notion, love that it's called perfection. Right. Yeah. Because that well that plays into exactly what we're kind of talking about. That there uh-huh. is an idyllic you know if you can just embrace it there is an idyllic aspect of their life you know that it is simple and that it is a small community where there seems to be i mean even though you've got the opportunistic you know store owner but you know he's good natured enough you know and there's there is this interdependence interdependence in this community which to me is something i long for you know i long for uh you know, I, I mean, I grew up in Philadelphia, the suburbs of Philadelphia and Clarksville, you know, the town that I live, you know, it's like 250,000 people and, and growing. It might be bigger than that, but there is a smallish town feel about it. You know, there's a familiarity about it uh, that it's not like, uh, un, like, you know, that people are in range or there is a community. Um, well, and I feel like that, and that's that might be more characteristic would, you know. of where we live, right? Tennessee, you know, I think there are certain parts of the country where you get a little more in Vegas. It's not that way. I mean, yeah, when there's like a way. crisis or something, I feel like the city pulls together really sure. well. Sure. But other than that, I like growing up there. It, it was an identity. Yeah, or, I think or, because it's so transient like people are so in and out you don't really but out here it seems different like people stay like i i have neighbors who have lived here their whole lives and i'm like wow that's amazing like that's rare in vegas (laughs) well you got a lot well the interesting thing about clarksville too is you get a lot of military people that have been all over to different military towns and they Mm -hmm. they really decide to come back to clarksville you've got a lot of military people that decide to retire here that's you know, cool. they finish or they get out and they stay because it's just a really you know a great place or whatever and so i think that i wonder because it just felt like there was more to the metaphor of perfection and this little town and the balance of ensembled you know archetype characters or whatever that you've got there that really feels good i think it's one yeah. of the things that's enjoyable about the show you know the retired doctor uh-huh um, the the farm guy even though they get picked off early in the film. oh man and even with the retired doctor like that scene always drove me nuts with the the wife she's just sitting in the car well, and i'm just know. thinking yeah. just like open the door and jump out like jump like, out the, yeah the graboid's run. busy with the car yeah. like jump <laughs> right. out and get run out of away. there <laughs> yeah run away but i'm sure she's run like away. you know she's traumatized like she's yeah, right in- well and you don't know what's going on i mean we, exactly because we've seen the movie but like i remember the first time in the movie you don't kind of know what's going on you don't yeah you know yet right there's the yeah mystique, which is the bummer about that with some of these shows is that you lose some of that because we've seen a bunch or you know so you're you're missing out on the novelty of the first time around or whatever yeah um but yeah so i just think it's the movie did does that really well um i mean really well i mean Uh really 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 (laughs) well i mean they did it perfectly well um and and just pulling you into the story you know the other thing that i think adds richness you know, or one of the things I think I really like this as a movie because it it's a safe monster movie. You know, because sure. it's it's not like some of I I didn't like as a kid, and I don't still don't really favor these movies like horror movies or whatever. But I like the ones that there's a bit of horror or monster, but then there's all of this like humor as well, like the the rock paper scissors or even yeah. there was something there was something with one of even with one of the workers like you know that are doing work or whatever when they're jackhammering or whatever there was some kind of little jokey outtakey kind of thing i don't remember what it was now but i just remember being like oh there's this balance of 
of horror and humor, you know, uh-huh. is enjoyable. Or I definitely noticed it with the preppers. Like one with the preppers, I love that Reba McIntyre is. is in oh, she's great. She, like showed up and I, she's so good. I was like, oh, that's awesome. I'm like, I, yeah. don't think, I didn't even know like as a kid that like, oh, this is Reba. Both but, of them. Both of them. I think. Oh, they're hilarious. What is yeah. his, Is he Bert? Michael Gross? Yeah, he's Bert. Yeah, Michael yeah, Gross is the actor. Both name. of them are or great. Perfect. Yeah, I love how he's. Well, all he like... continues to play that character throughout the the sequels. Oh, and, does he? And he really, he's really the mainstay. I feel like. Oh, that's cool. Of the of the the franchise, and he he continues to play because that character, that role, is such a fun part of this right like the prepper who actually has the prepping fulfilled right it's like oh my goodness i actually can use all this stuff i I know you guys all excited (laughs) that scene where they're in the basement unloading on the ground is so (laughs) hilarious and then i love it they're they're like pulling out elephant guns and bazookas (laughs) and ak's and i love ars and and handguns and i just yeah i love that they're just like looking at each other and like grabbing another weapon and throwing it (laughs) like they're 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 making bombs they're they they've got like this is their their they're like finally well and it's a it's a whole well it's a wonderful metaphor too right because it's like you can be prepared but you can't be prepared for everything you know what i mean like and and that's the thing that's just such a fantastic um you know lesson is like yeah be prepared and you can but something will happen in your life that will be not what you anticipated you know yeah yeah there's always there's always room for growth right regardless of how prepared we are Uh uh-huh well yeah right i mean that's that's the that's that's the necessity of life which i've even wondered you know i was i was pondering this kind of like uh religiously you know if there is really ever you know we have this notion in faith or christian faith of like paradise or heaven and it's like i wonder if it really is even what we think it is because you need something to push against you know sure maybe it's more subtle maybe it's not as diabolical of sure sure yeah maybe it's less painful but there's still opportunity for growth yeah that's what i think too yeah there has to be right because it doesn't it doesn't make sense to me i mean it would be nice for a minute like it'd be a nice vacation but then it would be boring like right like yeah have anything so so i was uh when i was doing some research on this movie i came across an article uh which i thought was hilarious and it 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 listed the uh the life lessons that we learned from tremors oh cool do you have it (laughs) yeah can can i go for it yeah i want to hear it so the first one was uh and we'll give we can give uh, it was from the independent some local newspaper somewhere i think it was an old i don't know if it was, i think there was a lot of press around like the 30th anniversary which i think was a while ago like maybe six years ago or something like um but anyway so it, the first point was <clears throat> trust rural people who are prepared um though i added the idea that you can't be prepared for everything right sure um two wildlife can be dangerous <laughs> <laughs> graboids are no joke <laughs> uh wildlife can be gross like yeah the monsters were sure. like slimy and yeah and they and kept really... they kept talking about how much they smelled right yeah yeah they did make that they point. smelled like, bad like smell? they smell worse alive than dead <laughs> <laughs> what a great line um so at this point we've talked a lot about but that like it's a great reflection of common people you know that that uh, yeah. that i've you know the the article made the point that i've met every person that's you know uh 
represented in this movie. Yeah. Um, uh, one one way in and one way out is a bad idea. <laughs> they're trapped. Yep. It's one way in, one way out. They're trapped, or it's over a mountain, or over a mountain. <laughs> right. You need a four by four to get out. <laughs> which, which, uh, of course, the tremor figure, or sorry, the grab boy. Oh, I love it. And yeah. Sabotage yeah. their awesome <laughs> all-terrain vehicle. <laughs> Ripped up the tires and everything. <laughs> Um, 90s movies are a crash crash course on survival. Quick guns, thinking on your feet, decoys, running fast, which is really cool, cool. You know how they're all kind of like working together. It was interesting that they all got like stuck on different things. I thought I for sure, because I didn't remember, I thought for sure that the annoying kid was going to get killed. I was like, surely they're going to kill the annoying kid. Like, no, he will. survives. Instead, he they survives. kill Walter. Which is sad. Yeah, was Walter sad was fantastic. Me. I I did too. I I, just I didn't like remember. Him. I like that actor a lot. I do too. But it, do he's too. he's very nostalgic to me, right? Because right. you see him in in uh, um, uh, oh, Big Trouble, Little China, right? And that's yeah. very nostalgic. well. He's done so many shows. He has, <clears throat> and so yeah, I I, I always kind of wondered as a kid. I was like, man, they have these opportunities, especially when the two. Uh, graboids go over to the prepper's house, right? Reba and yeah. and yeah. I thought and to myself, I was like, why, why don't they, they all join together, yeah. like in yeah. one area? Right. I just thought to myself, you know, but I guess under the duress of people dying, you know, it's fair that they, you know, they didn't like think it all out, sure, you know, or whatever. Or yeah, and that's what happens, right? In crisis, is your mind struggles to process yeah. the same way as we mm-hmm. would process from an outside perspective. Right. So it's fair that was like, cause you, cause I started thinking of all kinds of different things that they could have done to decoy, uh-huh. which is how movies always are. Right. right? Yeah, cause we're, we're just in the audience. Well, enjoying. Well, <laughs> one of the things that the movie did really well though, which I, I, I think it, it, it really deserves credit for like a lot of times in a movie where you've got a foe like this, it's like they, div- they discover the way to kill the monster and yeah. then that's the only way they kill the monster. The cool thing in this show yeah. was every monster was killed differently, yes. which was really interesting and kept you on your toes versus like, okay, we know now what to do. So now let's plan to do that thing. Instead, yeah. I loved how the monster, like the graboids evolved also, yes, right? Where the did. one, the one that was, what did they call them? The one that had one of the things torn off by the axle. They had a name oh, for that one. And I can't remember Stumpy what. Or something yeah, like that, Stumpy or, maybe. Valentine named them i think and yeah he totally did and uh, that. that one was the one that was smart right, right. And, and plant i love how the that one creates the trap at the end where right. he, you know you like uh uh what do they call that where it's you can't see the pit there's a name for those types of traps uh, oh, where know. you know they make a pit and they cover it and then you can fall in i can't think oh, of it. but yeah I but know. i love how the that graboid makes makes this trap and then traps the tractor <laughs> yeah 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 so then they're stuck <laughs> and, and there's the only, only way they kill point, it right, right is by not by tricking it but by running over and then forcing it to fly out through the canyon and die. Well, because yeah, because because he threw the bomb behind them. Yes, which, which um, because they knew they had to because it was, it was yeah. that graboid was too smart. Right. Yeah. Earl and the other, you know, the scientist girl didn't pick up on what he was doing. No, they had no idea. 
which was and, really and I'm cool. sure they're worried, right? Because this is Valentine. Like he right. doesn't think yeah, ahead. He doesn't right? think ahead, right? Right, right. Which is the which again is another one of those yep. things. That but he thought ahead. But he yep. did. He learned yep. it. Uh, it's great. He cultivated that ability. And but like, I agree. I love that they're all killed. It makes the movie entertaining and it makes the movie quick. And the movie's not really that long. I think it's no, like it was 90 like a, minutes or no, something. No, and that's what that's what I'm saying. Like the movie was like an economy. Like it yeah. really you know, compared to the other movies, you get a lot, today. right? You it's get a lot. Quick. It's yeah. it's in there, and you get a lot in that ninety minutes. It's really yeah. fun. So, uh, one of the other le- lessons was guns. I was just like, <laughs> guns, especially Have lots of guns, guns and yeah. ammo. That's right. <laughs> yeah, elephant guns are a good idea, and knowing how to make bombs could come in handy. Um, yep, and then, all you need is uh, uh, normal household chemicals. Is that what Bert says? Yeah, yeah. just a knowledge just, of normal household house chemicals house. or something like that. <laughs> so great. And then, of course, uh, we all needed Kevin Bacon in our in our midst. Valentine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love that his name is Valentine. Like yeah. I love that. And did you notice his belt buckles a heart? No, I didn't. Did you notice that? I love I it. I, I, don't, I don't know what the whole Valentine play. Just maybe that he's this woman womanizer type character. Well, in he the thinks that's the uncle. He that's thinks the he does. Uncle yeah. Rico version. <laughs> of, like he thinks he's a romantic. Yeah. But but maybe not. Yeah, and yeah. Earl's like, uh huh. <laughs> sure Earl's like, buddy. dude, there's this awesome lady right in front <laughs> right of in you. front of you. Why don't you stop <laughs> idealizing? You just gotta have blonde hair. You gotta this. You gotta this. It's like yeah, you're well, gonna. I love that, that she has the sunscreen on yeah, her nose, right? Throughout yeah, gonna... throughout the beginning of the movie. Well, the thing that's just <laughs> the thing that's so Uncle Rico about that is it's like you're never gonna meet that girl in the town of perfection. Oh no. That's no, the thing that's e- hilarious. I highly doubt even in the town. What's the town they're trying to get to? It starts with a B. I can't think of the name of, oh, of that yeah, town. Yeah, that's where they're yeah. trying to get because there's an actual police force at that town. But even <laughs> there, they're gonna I, they're gonna take care of those of those graboids. Yeah. But yeah, exactly. What are they gonna? <laughs> well, at that point, they thought it was a murder on the loose, right? And that's why they were initially, headed out there. Oh, I guess. And so, then yeah, that's initially. when they were on the horses to go, and then they found uh-huh. out, oh, it's actually a, a worm thing. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And that's yeah. when they came back, and then all these things happen. Yeah. Which is fantastic that there was, well, and I guess that that's one of the things that gives the movie dimension. Cause it's like their, their cattle, like it's like their cattle ranchers. Like they know or maybe they knew that. Or was, did they like get a Western deal by the graboid on the truck before the horses? They did. They did. So they, they knew did. there was something else besides oh, a murder. Yeah, I, I guess, think. Yes, they did. You're right. Yeah, it had evolved. All yeah, you're right. Point. So what are they? I don't know what they're going to get the police, or maybe they're just trying to get more help. Like, hey, I, yeah, we need or more just help. get out of town, or <laughs> just like, hey, yeah, I think it was the idea, like get out of town, like get a helicopter or something. Yeah, like you know what I mean. This was a fun one, though. I I love Tremors. Uh, I can't. I can't even think how many times I've seen it. I've seen all the sequels but not enough to remember them i know that they're not they're 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 bad but (laughs) they're still fun um and there was one that came out just recently like a within the last two years it was the last one they did before um bert passed away and that one has uh john heater in it oh does it really oh i might have to watch it I enjoy it. I think it's on Netflix right now. Maybe it's, it's yeah. Shrieker Island. I think it's called Tremors Shrieker out. Island or something. I'm going to have to check it out. But, uh, you know, one movie. of the, 
one of the other things that like I think uh, pulled me into the suspense of it is it totally I don't know if you've picked up on this early in the movie like it totally had like this Jaws feel you know what I mean because yeah. they followed the camera like they do the dun, 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 yeah dun, dun. they do they, they do played do that. into that really well as well yeah I love the underground where they show the worm like the graboid going oh, through like, the underground real yeah, quick yeah. well they're just the special effects in the movie yeah. are fantastic i mean just this they're just classic older film where you just accept it, it. holds up pretty well i think it holds up dude yeah. i want to go watch it again like i want to watch yeah, it with all one. of my because i watched it with <laughs> i just watched it with nick and so i was kind of bummed that i didn't watch it with all the kids because i think it would be interesting to see what hilarious. your teenagers like think i think they would love it like it's such a great <laughs> show like well the thing about movies like this is if you sus- I, I you know this is a really interesting thing i think that's happening with movies where because of cgi and, and everything's getting like so realistic and movies go for that but like watching these older movies in the last six months since we've been doing this podcast or whatever like i appreciate that it's like you make this agreement with the movie to suspend reality you know because it's like why are movies supposed to be real like that i love the puppetry and the animatronics right like yeah there's something to that that even like it's fun to see the cgi that's neat but then there's just something about seeing something yeah. real yeah being that's filmed. just more fun yeah it's more yeah. fun it's more it enjoyable. feels more uh fantastical what's the right yeah. word like it feels more like oh this is this is something well it seems more fun like, i think it's, like i think fantasy like to me yeah i think it's i think it's more enjoyable and fun versus we're trying to make this real Like, I think that that would be a really interesting discussion. Or I wonder if I think movie producers or teams should be thinking about like, like, we don't have to make everything look real. Like, maybe like, I mean, that's one of the things, you know, when you go to a show, I don't know if you've done a lot of going to see theater. You know, it's one of the things like when you go to a show, you accept that the mood that the theater has limitations and that they're doing these different things to create representations of a thing versus trying to make it look like the thing. And that's part of the enjoyment of the show that you're going along with them on this. And the fact that a representation of a thing pulls you well, in and it's versus really, showing you all the detail of a thing well, which you know is what I mean? what's beautiful about reading and what i love yeah, about reading sure. is it requires you to bring yourself into the world and imagine things and and create that reality and i think that that's something that puppetry does a, a little bit more for me is brings me in and, and helps me imagine a little bit more but uh i loved it, it it's a fun one it's always been a fun one and it's one <laughs> I've seen. I can't. Dude, even, there's so I can't many. Even count fun how many things. times I've seen. There's so many fun things. Like one of the things that I I don't know if you noticed in the opening scene. My wife and I commented about this when they're doing the fencing. That like Kevin Bacon's not very good with the hammer. I don't know if that was intentional. Oh, it takes him like not. twenty hammers. Yeah, yeah to get the <laughs> to like get the, the nail in on, on the the youth the U clamp thing or whatever. Well, and they kind of. It's funny because they kind of do. Like I think if I remember right, Kevin Bacon kind of does a look. Like he, he does like a second take or something. And I don't know if that was intentionally supposed to be in there, but it made it funny. Cause it's yeah. almost like, he's like, why did that take me so many hammers? <laughs> <Yeah>. like, <laughs> right. So many strikes to get it in. <laughs> I know it's hilarious. 
Yeah, it was a yeah. great show. So many fun things to talk about and uh, and enjoy, and definitely one worth watching. I I've got to check out the other ones. I I've heard that they're all terrible, but I I've got to maybe at least check. They're out. they're worth it. Yeah, they're worth a Excellent. watch. Okay. It's like Sharknado. You just kind of have to got to do to keep watching them. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thanks all. It was fun. All right. Adios. Bye bye.